guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm super pumped today. I have fellow podcaster Mike Ham joining the TNT Mike. He is the coolest guy in title insurance. So we are going to talk about all things innovation and how he merged his title insurance world into his podcasting world. Today's conversation is going to be about innovation, questioning a better way, and how you can apply some of these new and creative thoughts to your own personal and business world. Mike has created a community, a platform, has an awesome way about dealing with resistance, and really it's a great conversation for anyone that's out there wanting to do some trial and error and trailblaze into a new 2021. Be sure to check out the video on YouTube where you can like and subscribe to the channel and get these videos every single week. Let us know any commentary in the comments, anything else you want to see in these coming episodes. Have a great rest of the week. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm excited today. I have a fellow caster joining the Turmeric and Tequila mic. Mike Ham uh, is joining us. He is, as I said, a podcaster. He's in title insurance. And we're going to talk about all things innovation in business and branding and marketing um, and really just thinking outside of the box. So without further ado, Mike, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. It's awesome to be here. I uh, love that you're wearing the shirt. We try. Uh, so we're, we try. We're nationwide now. We're nationwide. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I, I was going to squeeze myself into yours, but I just, I, we're going to, we'll do that a different okay. day. We'll get to um, it. I think Mike's, Mike's committed to making his tumor, making his turmeric and tequila shirt into a crop top. So yeah, right. I'm going to like <laughs> cut it off like right here. just so like, I might hang out a little bit from the bottom, but, um, but yeah, so no, I'm, I'm really excited to be on. I mean, you were one of my first like connections, I guess, that I kind of made through like the PodMax group. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the stuff that you're doing and I'm just pumped to be on here. Yeah. Well, we're excited. How many shows are you in at this point? Uh, how many have I guessed it on? Or, no, I mean, how many shows have you, how many, uh, casts oh, have you had on your podcast? Episodes. Uh, so today's April 8th. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just posted my 61st, uh, episode since July. Um, okay. before that I had like the original version of the show, which I started in May and I did 60 episodes of that. So I guess altogether I'm technically 121 in okay um but uh but yeah since may so that's that's a lot of a lot of stuff for sure yeah it, well it's amazing how fast like where you get in it and you're kind of like i'm new i don't know what to do and then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like i got this like obviously we're still evolving and learning but yeah with those reps it just becomes so much more comfortable yeah well i mean like i started i was doing an episode a week i mean like yeah. as most podcasters start out doing and like every now and then i would post a second episode because i'm sure we'll talk about the show but um like every tuesday i post a real estate focused episode because work um, and then Thursdays I've been doing things that are a little bit more outside the box. So coming up, I think a week from today, when we're recording this, I think I have an episode of Kristen with Kristen Olson of turmeric and tequila is posting. I'm pretty sure that's next Thursday. I have to double check, but, okay. um, pretty sure that's what it's going to post. So, uh, but I just like talking to more people. So the more I kind of got into it, um, and the more I did those like fun episodes, uh, kind of like a little bit more outside the box, talk about some different types of topics. I was like, this is, this is awesome. So then I just started doing two a week, which is still a lot, 
um, to do like two 45 ish minute conversations every week. Um, but at the same time, like you said, I mean, I have so much fun doing it. I get to talk to cool people like yourself and so you're always learning stuff. You're always having fun, having like these engaging conversations. I learned what kind of tequilas to buy. I haven't bought them yet, but I know now which ones to get if I ever do want to drink tequila. Um, but like I told you on my show, like I have a little bit of a, of a bad history with that. So, but we'll see, we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes when I try it. I have faith and we're here for pro tips in life. Like tequila to buy. <laughs> yeah, right. that's how useful we are to begin in tequila. Um, okay. Well let's, before we dive into the show, cause I do want to talk about that in detail. Um, but give us some of your background. I know we are both former athletes. Um, yep. we're still trying to be current athletes, but give us a four and one on young Mike. Uh, yes. Yeah, so young Mike was all about baseball. Uh, played soccer when I was eight, I was on the purple team. Uh, so obviously that didn't stick. Um, and then played football my freshman year of, uh, high school just to meet people. Cause I had moved to a different town and wanted to meet some friends. Um, and then, you know, dabbled with basketball was terrible. Uh, but baseball was always like my number one thing. I mean, it was like my dad and I, we would play catch together. He was my coach. I would play baseball all the time, played in college, uh, graduated from the college of New Jersey uh, in 2012, which is in Trenton. And, um, after that was a college baseball coach for, I guess four and a half years before I actually started selling title insurance. Um, so I kind of went the whole 180 on the whole career path there. But, um, but yeah, that was like baseball was such a huge part of my life growing up. And I, I knew it was going to be, a, I was good, but I mean, nowhere near good enough to play like next level after college type thing. Um, so I knew kind of like writing was on the wall. My dad was a coach. I was like, maybe I can coach. That's kind of why I went down that road and I had a lot of fun doing it. I mean, I have some of my best friends of all time are baseball friends. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like I just, after a while, I kind of got burned out from the coaching side of it because it's a lot of recruiting. It's a lot of time on the road. Um, not necessarily taking care of myself the right way, you know, just being on the road like that. But, uh, but yeah, so baseball was like my thing then started doing this job because, you know, I wanted to try to be an adult at some point. And uh, now here I am. So I still like every now and then I'll, I, a couple of years ago, I volunteer coach at a, at a local college. Um, but this, I mean, obviously last year there was nothing to do as far as sports. Yeah. Um, but you know, this year, who knows moving forward, what happens, but for now it's title insurance, it's podcasting and I'll watch like Yankee games on TV. So that's, that's the extent of my baseball involvement now. I love it. Well, um, fun fact. So I was a lacrosse player. I think we covered this on our cast, um, on your show, but yep. play, from, from Colorado and went out East. Cause it, there, was, there was really nothing competitive in Colorado at the time. And I actually looked at the college in New Jersey, their D three school, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think they have like 20 women's across championships or something crazy. Yeah. Their they're, women's across, uh, and field hockey team is like, they're like legit and it's, yeah. uh, the same coach. I don't know if she still does, but then, uh, she was coaching both teams and just okay. like turning out national championships left and right. So yes, yeah, God, they're, I mean, God, they're legit. God bless her. She's still yeah. coaching since I've been there. Cause yeah, dude, right. that's like 15 years. Yeah. Um, not to date myself, but yeah, it's, it's, I can't agree with you more how awesome sports are. We, you know, life skills through sports and all the things. And then also you get to meet some of your best friends and they say some of your best friends, your entire life, you know, even as you grow up and start adulting. Um, but it's, it's such a crucial Part, it was such a crucial part of my life and I'm such an advocate for fostering life skills through sports. So oh, yeah. shout out to my young humans, keep playing. Um, and I, I like that you can keep passion and your sport in your life now, even if it's just going to a game. Women's lacrosse is a little bit more challenging to keep right. in my world. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, we try, we try and catch it where we can. So it's, it's caught yeah. on and, you know, thank God for social media. We can stay tapped in a little bit. Um, I do want to know, how did you, so once you made that leap from baseball sports world, I also coached at the high school level out of college and it is, it, it gets to be so, so much. And you, once you've been doing it for like 20 plus years, it's kind of like, all right, I'm ready for the next thing, yeah. uh, with it still kind of keeping your life. But how did you get into title insurance of all things? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so I finished, uh, my last school that I worked at was St. John Fisher college in Rochester, New York. I was a grad assistant. I got a free MBA, got paid to coach the whole thing. So that was awesome. Then had an MBA, had this background, was interviewing for jobs up there in Rochester because I thought that I wanted to stay. And I was like, maybe I could stay at Fisher and and help out as like a, you know, assistant coach, part-time, whatever. It didn't work out. Moved back home uh, to Jersey with mom and dad. So I was 26 at the time. Got a job. Uh, was was look, It was around the holidays in 2016. So I was looking for a job. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just like, maybe I'll just give baseball lessons. So I went to this indoor sports facility. Uh, they looked at my resume. They were like, well, you're a former college baseball coach with an MBA. Do you want to run our business? And I said, yes, because it's a full-time <laughs> job. And I was going to take anything at that point. So I did it for eight months, was not a great fit for a variety of reasons. Um, and I was living at home and I was just miserable doing this job because it was like 9 a.m. I was in the office working all day till three, would do lessons or coach practices from three to about 9 p.m., get up, go back, do it, do wow. that basically seven days a week. Um, so I think my first three months, I took off Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and like a random Sunday in February. But every other day I was there, Christmas wow. Eve, Christmas, you know, the whole thing. And, um, so it was just kind of getting burned out. And then plus like you get phone calls from parents and at nine o'clock at night, because on a Sunday, because little Johnny didn't play shortstop over the tournament. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's, uh, he's, the the parents know? are a whole other situation, but yeah. yes. Right. So I was living at home. Like I mentioned, my father happens to work in title insurance. Um, and he has for 35 years. He's an attorney though. So he operates like in a different, you know, function of the business as I do. And he was just like, you know, I, I know you're miserable at this job. If you want, we can, you know, see, like, I know we need salespeople. They're interviewing people. Why don't you try to try that? You know, like get an interview, see if you like it. If you do great. If you don't, you go do something else. I mean, you're 26 years old or 27 yeah. at the time. Um, you know, what's the big deal? So I was like, screw it. I'll do it. I mean, I didn't care. I would have done any other job at that point. Um, so got the job. Uh, basically like my first week I sat with our production team, kind of learned what title insurance was. And my second week, it was just kind of go ahead, go get them. So I didn't really get like trained on how to sell or really what title insurance was, but you know, I had him. So I was kind of asking him questions, kind of figuring it out. And like with podcasting, like you mentioned, I mean, it's just one of those things where like the more you do it, the more you take people out, the more you schmooze, the better you get at schmoozing. Um, so I was just taking people out for lunch, out for drinks, out to events. So it's not that bad of a job. Uh, so I'll be doing it four years in uh, August. Um, okay. so yeah, that's how, that's how one gets themselves involved in title insurance. It's kind of like you fall ass backwards in it, I guess. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it's funny. Cause like, you know, universe kind of speaks in. I always love when my young humans or even my grown humans are like, I've got this plan. I'm like, Oh good. Let me know how that goes in five years. Yeah. Cause it's some things you don't even know, like even podcasting. That wasn't even, if you told my 18 year old self, like you're going to be a podcaster, I'd be like, mm, what, like, what is, what is even that? And no, thanks. Let's spin again. Um, yeah. 
So you don't really know, but it's kind of going with it. But and here's where I'm excited to dive into like the meat of this conversation. The cool through line is, is that when you have young skill set as a baseball player and you're learning to commitment, how to show up on time, um, how to work with people, how to make friends. Like you just said, I left a new or I was joining a new school. So I joined a football team. Like it's literally that exa exact same skill set you apply to becoming a master of title insurance, starting a podcast, doing it's like this basic skill set that now carries your entire life through uh, yeah. in addition to that expensive MBA, but mostly things you and probably I got for needed. free. That yeah, I got not for free. free. Um, yeah. But well, I mean, expensive for somebody, but uh, yeah, right. you know, you, it, it's those life skills that were for free that we probably learned in kindergarten that kind of carry through. So as title insurance was doing um, well, you're four years in, at what point were you like, mm, I think I'm going to start a podcast? 2020. I mean, that was, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, you know, started it last year because I knew very early on. I mean, I started doing virtual networking stuff like right away, running my own events, <clears throat> excuse me, running my own events. Um, I, Cause I, I always used to do that in person. So I would run uh, young professional networking events and I would run real estate focused networking events, you know, throughout the year. So obviously like we had a, uh, we would do a March madness party where we would, you know, uh, have like a room rented out at a bar in Morristown, which is where I live here in New Jersey. Um, and you know, we'd have the games on TV. We'd have all like, you know, 60 to 80 people there just, you know, commingling and having drinks and talking and, you know, networking. Yeah. Obviously we had to cancel that last year because there was no tournament and we didn't want to, you know, run an event because we didn't really know what was happening at that point. So we decided that we were going to, or I decided like, like a weekend after everything kind of shut down here, I was like, let's go virtual. So we started running virtual events. I started getting a lot of traction on LinkedIn for those. Then I was like, maybe I can try to leverage that into uh, more stuff. So I have this community that I've built over the virtual networking stuff and LinkedIn. I've always heard you get a lot of traction on videos when you do videos on LinkedIn. So I was like, why not do a video series? Let's try that and see if that works. Like I'm, I think I'm the king, maybe not, but I always just take stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, throw it against the wall. Yeah. See what sticks. If it sticks, we do it. If it doesn't, we don't, it doesn't matter. So this was one of the things that stuck. I mean, I, like I figured that the podcast would kind of go, I and mean, it wasn't really like a podcast. I wasn't putting it on audio platforms, which maybe I will do one day, but um, it was just like a five minute interview series. Me and like me and you, I would have three scripted questions. I wrote down my intro. I wrote down my outro. I would literally read the whole thing. The guests, a lot of times because they were not polished guests would get on and would have their answers already written. So it'd be like <laughs> me reading into a camera and them reading into a camera. It's like so a read for could, a commercial. <laughs> yeah, right. As you could tell, it was like electric and riveting and captivating, but people totally. liked it and people like wanted to come on the show. Like I thought I would go three or four weeks doing it Monday through Friday, every day I would post an episode. I'd go three or four weeks. I'd run out of people and that would be it. But people just kept coming. And they were just okay. like, could I do it? Could I be on the morning spotlight? And I was sure. So I went 12 weeks with 60 episodes of that, which was a lot, but that's, yeah. So last year was when the, um, the podcast was uh, started just because I needed something else to get my face out there. I love it. Well, funny enough that you said that I didn't realize LinkedIn was the master of video or it was, you know, advised to get video in there, but I'm doing a 30 day series where it's a quick one to two minute daily quote that I literally just read from Hoda copies. I really needed this. It's a book of quotes and yeah. I set my intention for the day. And it's probably mostly for me just to hold me accountable. And then we like wake up with gratitude and intention and like we're dialed in every single day. And I've been posting on LinkedIn, YouTube, it's kind of everywhere right now, but yeah. I'm amazed. You're right. How much how many views it really gets off LinkedIn versus everything else. So, yeah. and those are like my busy business humans that are, right. you know, so we're told. Um, 
but perhaps, you know, they're, they're seeking quotes or, you know, morning wake-ups and, and <laughs> really good riveting information. I don't know, <laughs> right, but, yeah. but you're, you're right. It, it sticks. Um, yeah. So at what point were you kind of like doing title insurance and now we're doing podcasts? And initially we talked about this, you're like, yeah, I was doing the podcast, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really fully disclose that to my title insurance community. Is that uh, so, well, not, I mean, I, I went to them when, when I first decided to do the video series, I just did it because okay. I had my Mac, I had the headphones, not these, just like the regular ones you plug, like the Apple headphones. You got free from I the would, airline. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I would record, I would record on uh, zoom like we are right now, but everything was pretty much, I mean, I'll use the free version of zoom because it was me and one other person. You don't get a time limit or anything like that. So that was just how I started. And then I started putting it out there. And then, you know, one of my bosses came to me and was just like, Hey, what is this? And I was like, this is why, this is what I'm trying. This is what I'm doing. Um, and they were like, love it. Like keep doing it. So I did. And then I wanted to get more serious about it and really start to have like a little bit more in-depth conversations, like flesh out some of these ideas, actually talk to someone, not just like read them questions while they read me answers that they wrote a week ago. Yeah. Um, so that's when I went to my, my boss and I was just like, Hey, thinking of starting this podcast, what do you think? Like turn it into like a little bit more serious type thing. So what about a mic? What about this? What about this? And they were very supportive of get, getting it, helping me get it off the ground at the very beginning with some of the equipment that I needed. Okay. Um, you know, and then, so that was something that I was, you know, happy about for sure, because, you know, I think they recognized at least at the time that there was an opportunity there that we could try something a little bit different uh, because like, what else was I going to be doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like I could sit here I my, this is my desk. It's a plastic folding table in my one bedroom apartment. And this is where I do my work. This is where I podcast. This is where, I don't know, I do all my other stuff and I sleep right on the other side of this fake brick wall. And uh, <laughs> so, but, but like I could sit here and just send emails and hope that people send me title insurance, or I could take an initiative and try to put my face in their face. And that's yeah. what the idea behind the LinkedIn video series was at the beginning, because my whole job, like, so the title insurance world, especially here in New Jersey is all regulated. So it doesn't matter what company you go to, okay. you get charged the exact same price for essentially the exact same product. I mean, it's all the same, the forms are the same. It's just the logo at the top is different. So I, you know, like I said, I take people out for lunch and drinks and all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't do that because everything here was closed from March until basically Memorial Day and then just started trickling open for outdoor stuff in June. And then, you know, uh, more open in the middle of the summer, less open over the winter, only indoor dining, all that kind of stuff. So I needed a way to put my face in their face. And this was the way that I figured I would try it. And I think it's working because I am doing well with that stuff because the, the more content I, I feel like when you put and you could tell me what your thoughts are on mm -hmm. this if you're creating content for a specific thing i don't think it necessarily matters like if it if i sell title insurance i don't know if it necessarily matters that it's just like the stuff that i put out is not necessarily on title insurance but if i constantly am on there hey this is my cam the coolest guy in title insurance and your host of the morning spotlight my cam morning spotlight title insurance it's like all connected you know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. that's, I'm, I don't know if I'm right on that, but that's what I'm trying. I think it's working. No, I think it's that. And again, that's the innovative, like kind of overarching umbrella that, of this conversation, a hundred percent. And that's why yeah. I so embraced turmeric and tequila. Cause people were like, I don't know if it fits together. And did it, but what, 
people and I, I want to say like our more like old school traditional companies, it's hard for them to understand. And even unpacking our own prescribed realities for what we perceive to be real as we get older is that it's like, oh, wait, we're humans. I, I do do CrossFit. I do lacrosse. I do care about business. I care about marketing. I care about all this. So if you're presenting a show that it's a lacrosse player talking about tequila that just did a deadlift and they're like, well, but this is for the CrossFit community. It's like, well, I also do all these other things. So yeah. when you're, when you're looking at humans, you got to understand the full encompassing array that we are. So right. of, co of course, I think it makes sense that if you're doing a title insurance video, but yet somebody really loves your apparel and they think you're a cool dude, they might just stick around and watch a video, even if it's a t about title insurance and they have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, and that's but fine. That is... And then, sorry. And like, that's fine. And then like, but you never know, like if right. I have whoever, like whoever I've had on a guest over these 61 episodes, you don't know which one of those people is going to be like, Oh, Hey, you need title insurance. I know this guy. I just was on his podcast like six months ago. Like you never know like when that connection is going to get made. So the more that you're aggressive with it and trying to put stuff out there and like people can't, People like you and people like me, other people can't escape us because we're just in their face. <laughs> I or, love to whether put your they face like it or in not. your face. Yeah. yeah. Well, and your literally face, yeah. your show or your shirt is exactly that. And yeah. I, I commented right off the get-go because as a marketing branding professional, when I saw all your stuff on Instagram, I'm like, this is phenomenal. I love that you embrace it. And actually I, I there's another company, um, a limited company and it's escaping me, but um, it's a little girl of color. And she was advised in the beginning not to put her face on the jar. And now 10 years later or five years later, she yeah. literally sells more lemonade because she's on the cover of it. So yeah. the, it, it's really important for, if you're listening as a consumer, if you're listening as an entrepreneur or somebody that has a you know a successful long running company, it's really under, important to understand how the market, the consumer, the world is evolving and how important innovation is. Last year was a perfect example of 2020 where shut down. Now, what do you do? You know, there's all these awful things that happen. And there was all these beautiful opportunities to innovate and carry through that we can now, now that things are resuming back to normal, we can carry those things um, with us and you know, evolve what we are doing anyways, alongside now um, the current reality where we're more open and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, I do want you to talk about a little bit of how uh, the title insurance, did they understand podcasting or were they kind of just like, this is cool. Let's just go with it and let's just see. Yeah, that was, pre that was pretty much it. Okay. <clears throat> and I think it is something that we like, you know, constantly have to have conversations, not constantly, but like every now and then you just gotta be like, Hey, this is what the plan is because my, my goal with this show is, I mean, I want to keep going with it because I love doing this and it's yeah. a lot of fun and I get to meet people and all that kind of stuff. But I also understand like what pays my bills, right? So that's why I kept, I mean, I have, to be honest, way more fun usually talking to those Thursday guests like yourself and some of the people that I've had on my Thursday shows <laughs> than I do sometimes talking about some of the stuff that I do on Tuesdays, which yeah. is just me. It's just like my personality and like all that kind of stuff. So, um, but what I think I just need to make sure that I'm reiterating is like the base of this show is in real estate. And that's why every sure. Tuesday it is a real estate episode, but Thursdays are just kind of me branching out a little bit because I know what my demographics are. I mean, you could, yeah. you're a podcast, you could see them on whatever hosting platform you have. I know that basically my listener is me. It's mm -hmm. 25 to 35 male in the Northeast. That's who my listeners are. So if I think it's interesting and can provide value in a different way to that audience, then why not do it? You know what I mean? So um, if I find it interesting, chances are they will too. And I think it just kind of makes it more um, human 
I think, because like, it just, Absolutely. people get to know you better. People get to be more comfortable around you. And I think that that's like one of the most important things. And I think that that's a, a situation and I don't like to use this term, but like I can leverage the fact that people are basically starved for human interaction, mm-hmm. have a podcast that has conversations that are very human and we have fun and it's light and it's energetic and all that kind of stuff. And then you know, it just makes people want to do business with you because people, you hear it all the time, know, like, and trust. If they know you, if they yeah. like you and they trust you, they will do business with you. And the only way you do that is if you just put your put your face on your t-shirt, put your truest, most real, authentic self out on display and people can connect with that. I feel like the more specific you are with who you are rather than just being like, this is the morning spot. Like I, before I did the logo, I was just going to have like the morning spotlight on the thing with no like, you know, just maybe like in word art or whatever. Okay. Um, but then I was like, no, like I want to put my face on it just because yeah. I think it's cool looking. And, you know, then here we are. Now it's just part of what I do. I have no hair, but I had to keep the hair. So <laughs> we, we, I mean, we could fix that. I, I know a plethora of people that do hair. We're, 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 high, we're, we're tight <laughs> on the hair game. Um, I, I, so one p- p- chunk of gold I want to pull out of that is alongside the innovation is being ready to do trial and error and being okay with failing, but pulling whatever lessons you can from that failure to apply it to the next leap. I think that, you know, within your branding, how I always tell people like embrace the brand. If it's, you know, drinking and fitness, if it's whatever, like embrace what's already there. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down and done and I've done like a a brainstorming of, okay, we're starting from scratch. How are we building a brand, whether it's an individual or a company? And we pull away everything that we think we're supposed to be. And we get back to that authentic space of like, what did you do when you were six? Or how were you when this company started out? And we start to build from that base. And I always say, just embrace the brand, stop fighting it. And if you can hear what your consumers, know the consumer always, know your personnel, the people you work with, your consumer and your environment, and make it open enough to where somebody that maybe that doesn't check that box can be welcome in and fit in in, in a different way. Yeah. Um, as as the so as the podcast was growing, and I, I I've had again so many of these conversations with companies and individuals of let's try this. I'm like, well, it doesn't really fit together. Like, how does why turmeric and tequila? Why if we're a tried and true you know fishing company, why are we going to go target you know maybe lakes or parks or something like that? Even though it sounds like it's together, we know where to go for a thing. And I'm like, well, we need to think be thinking about how the consumer is involved and how we're staying ahead of what everybody else is already doing. Um, So I encourage people, like, if it even if it doesn't look like it fits together, find that through line because if it's something, if you do title insurance and you do podcasting, there's already a common point, you. So I encourage if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, how do I innovate? I don't get it. Think of something you love, and then think of any which way you can to apply it to what it is you do personally or professionally to make both sides mutually beneficial as of you being the common denominator. Um, so now that you've kind of been the example, have any other title insurance humans taken up podcasting? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> so you're almost hashtag influencer. We're still getting there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, at least not that I see, I mean, I yeah. know that they probably exist. Um, but at least I'm, I feel like I'm the only one that I see that's beating the drum as loud as I am. And I think that to me, that's why, like, I, you know, like I was on uh, a different podcast and I was just like, you know, he called me the coolest guy in title insurance. So I was like, boom, I'm using that. Like now it's now that's me. (laughs) Now, like every time I, like I went to a networking event the other day and was like, hi, I'm Mike Cam. I'm the coolest guy in title insurance. I'm a sales executive for Fidelity. Um, Because I think that what people, especially in the sales world, it's easy to just be like, 
hi, I'm Mike. I work for Fidelity. And like Fidelity is the brand and, and it's mm-hmm. a great brand. We're a gigantic company, you know, and people know and respect that name within the industry. But at the same time, there's five of us that work in our New Jersey office. There's probably, I don't know how many across the country that do a job that's similar to me. So wouldn't it make sense that I need to like develop a personal brand within this larger brand? So now not only do I have the big trustworthy name of Fidelity behind me, and then I have myself, which I have created my own personal brand within this larger corporate structure. So now when I go out, not only am I somebody that people enjoy to be around, and, you know, I, I would assume um, okay. <laughs> somebody that people enjoy to be around and has this own personal brand, like this particular style, but also they know that I can get the job done. And they know that the people that I have as the team that I work with every day are the best that there is, that there is. So that's just like, to me, that is hitting them from both angles. It's not only the, the business side of it, but it's the personality side of it. And when you put those two together, like that's where the innovation really starts to come because then it's like, I can do things my own kind of way and still get to where I want to at the end of the year, as far as numbers and sales and all that kind of stuff. So my, maybe my path might look a little bit different, but it gets me there. So why not try it and be innovative with it and just try different things to see if it works. I love it. So, so well said. And I, I think the way, well, I think the big bonus of podcasting is that you love it. You said you love it. I absolutely love it. So it's such a soul fuel for us. And I think that tapping into that heart space of just pure joy is so critical. So even if you have, you know, intentional business humans that can sit down and help you strategize and be intentional, whatever, I really do think that it, it starts within. And when you're having fun and you're enjoying it, it will attract and bring in people of that same vibration. Are you, cause I mean, and you've been so outstandingly supportive of people in the community. You're intentional about um, sharing other casts, having people on your show, representing on your Instagram. Um, are you big on like gratitude or law of attraction or mindset? Is that a piece of your daily, like mind, morning, like morning routine or anything like that? Um, I don't necessarily have a morning routine, but, but I think what I, I like to do is like, I know how much work it takes to do something like this because I don't have a team. So I do it all on my own. And then I see people like yourself and other people that I've met through Podmax, then more other people that I've met through clubhouse that also have podcasts that, you know, have now become part of like this little community that I just like out of nowhere kind of started to develop a little bit. I know how much work it takes to go into something like that. And when Mm -hmm. I was starting mine, from different avenues, from different people was getting some like resistance to it. You know what I mean? And at times over the course of the life of this show, it's gotten resistance from other people, whether within, you know, maybe it's work or maybe it's beyond that. And, you know, it's like a friend, like what's the point of this? Like, why are you doing it? Nobody, it's not that bad, but I think that the more you're able to, and that's what I've loved about getting to know the podcasting community even better is that it's like a community that is just so welcoming and sharing and, just collaborative and all this kind of stuff that I just want to be a part of that. So I see people that I know are going through all the same, you know, uh, stuff that I'm going through, putting this show together and making sure I have episodes to put out and try to market it all myself and all that kind of stuff. So I think that I, I see that and I'm just like, Hey, like if I can throw you, you know, a little encouragement, maybe that helps kind of propel you through, if you get like a little pod fade or if you're not into it anymore, maybe just like a little, Hey, I love this episode you know, whatever. I mean, that, that could just help. So, um, I just think that, you know, it's, it's also part of, I mean, as athletes, we were part of teams and my little team that I'm, you know, I have probably like seven friends that I am super tight with 
that we've been friends since college. And, you know, we're all in our, well, some of them are younger than me, but 29 to 31 years old in that range. And we'll probably be friends for forever. So we go through the same, like, you know, one just had a baby, a couple are getting married this year, all that kind of stuff. So we're going through that together and just being able to kind of work within that team and know that there's somebody else that if you have an issue or if you have something, they got you back. And you don't even have to ask sometimes. Sometimes I'll get an unsolicited call from one of my friends on like my worst day. And I'm just like, how do you know that I needed this phone call? Like stuff like that. So I just think that that's the type of mindset that I think I kind of bring to this, but that like you mentioned earlier uh, in this episode with, you know, how like the mindset and the sports background and all that kind of stuff helps shape you. And I think that that's one of the ways that being a part of a team has helped shape me is that I just like, I got my team. You know what I mean? I mean, we might not see each other all the time or talk to each other all the time, but you know, that's what the community is. Like, that's what you're supposed to do within a team is just support each other. So that's why I, tr- I try to do stuff like that. I love that. Yes. And that, again, those initial skills we kind of learned early on from sports or from family or whatever are so critical. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the resistance because I think that's important. But before that, I, I really have to echo your statements around the podcast community. I'm totally blown away. Uh, it's like, I, I say often, it's like the CrossFit community or the lacrosse community where they, I mean, it was both of those things were kind of, I got in when they were starting out. So it wasn't really known. And when I came to podcasting, I had no idea it was going to be like that. And it is. And I always laugh when people are like, oh, you have a podcast? Everybody has a podcast. And I'm like, well, a lot of people have feet. That doesn't mean they're great at soccer. Like a lot of people like, but but then I look back yeah. at my young self and, and I was like, I'm going to go D1 lacrosse. And people were like, oh, you play in Colorado. Like, Ugh. and I was completely out of my mind. I did, but it was, we had a very humbling journey freshman year. But yeah. again, I had that initial skill set of like, I don't give a shit, we're doing it. And just because we do it doesn't mean it matters. Or it's going to be like everybody else. Um, and it's not what people think. People do, I mean, it's a lot of work. So I love that you acknowledge that and you embrace it because this is a lot of work and I, I bleed the passion like you so it's so worth it but it is yeah. a lot um tell me a little bit about the resistance when you were kind of getting started or have your people didn't get it and tell me about it and then how you kind of managed it um well I think it's because the so the industry that I work in is just a very old school industry and my mentors <clears throat> that I still talk to and all have been very supportive of the stuff that I've been doing, which tells me that these successful people like this idea, but they've been doing it since, excuse me, I don't know why I'm coughing so much, but um, they've been doing it for, you know, selling title insurance that is for, I don't know, decades. And I've only been doing it for at the time, you know, maybe one, two, three years. Um, So while I can take stuff from them, I still need to do it my own way because selling title insurance or selling anything in 2020, 2021 is a whole hell of a lot different than selling it in 1995. You know what I mean? Just like the opportunities that you have to connect with more and more people is just something that they didn't have. Like they actually had to, you know, go to offices and walk around and hand out business cards and give tchotchkes and all this kind of stuff. And while I do all those same old school things, like a handwritten note to me is one of the best things you could send to somebody because who does that anymore? And I still do that at least once a year for my Christmas cards. But I think that some of the resistance the very, you know, over the course, like I said, over the life of the show has just been, you know, like where the energy is directed. And I think that that's where I think that sometimes I kind of like lose people a little bit is that like, okay, so I, if I record, if I spend a whole day and I record, I don't know, seven episodes in one day, let's just use that. I never do that, but as as an example, (laughs) yeah, right. Um, But, but maybe that's a day where I don't, I don't know, send uh, an email to an attorney. 
you know what I mean? But like, if yeah. I get a deal, obviously, you know, in, in my inbox, obviously that takes priority. I get that done. Then I do all the other stuff that I have to do. So I think that one of the things I think is the resistance side of it is just not quite understanding like what the connection is. You know what I mean? And I think that because yeah. I, I do try to make it as legit as I possibly can with the resources that I have, I think that it has the appearance of being like a time suck and a waste of time because, you know, it's not like I'm getting on, on the horn with Kristen Olsen today on turmeric and tequila. And she's going to be like, Oh, Hey, I have this hundred million dollar deal that I'm going to send over to you. It just doesn't Soon. happen. That way. I put yeah, that into right. universe though. So I'll, be yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely give me a call. Um, so yeah. Uh, but that's like one of those things that I think might not be, uh, as, you know, understood, I guess, because mm -hmm. podcasting is just one of those things. And content creation is just one of those things that it's not like a one and done kind of thing. Like it's one thing to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, you know, Kristen, let's go have lunch. You're a real estate attorney. Let's go have lunch. At the end of the lunch, you're like, Oh, Hey, I, I do have this deal that I need to send to somebody. Here it is. And then yeah. they give it to you. For me, having my stuff out online is basically like me out there in front of putting my face in their face without actually having to go out and do it because like wherever they go, whether they go to their LinkedIn page, chances are my face is going to pop up at some point, you know what I mean? Or like whether they get like a, you know, an inbox email with, with my episode of the day or whatever it is. So they see me and they're hearing me and they're listening to me. They want to be on the show. That's also a big thing. Like I've had clients on the show. I've had you know, people okay. that I want to have as clients on the show, because that's an, a value add thing that I can give to them. Here's 40 minutes of basically free marketing, talking to my audience. And then once it's there, it's not going anywhere. I mean, right. I still get listens. I'm sure you do too. On the, your very first episode that you ever did. Yeah. So I still get listens to that. So there's just like this, uh, never ending, uh, or this never, it's never going to disappear. It's not like I just do a podcast episode and then I post and then that's it you know, like nobody ever listens to it again after that first day, it's always there. And I yeah. think that some of the resistance is not maybe just quite understanding what a podcast purpose is. And I think right. that it just, there's so much to it and so many opportunities to grow your personal brand and talk to people and grow the network and market yourself and get content out there online, everywhere, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever because if somebody sees it and they want to be a part of that community, that's what you want. You want to get like that one person every now and then. And it's worked. I, I think, I mean, at least well, I, from what I'm seeing. So what do you do to manage that? Has it just been like, keep showing up or do you have conscious conversations with them saying like trying to explain it or how, like, how do you mitigate some of that resistance? Um, or do you just let it be? I let it be honestly. I, I mean, kind of, I, I, agree yeah. with that. I, I just like, at the end of the day, and like I mentioned, I think I mentioned in this episode so far, like so far, as far as opened deals this year in 2021, again, April 8th. So we got still got plenty of time left. I have opened more than I have opened, I think in my career. Yes. Um, and it's April. Like, so this is, it. it's not, we're not even four months into the year and I'm doing things and I'm seeing results. So if I can, at the end of the year, be like, here you go. Here's yeah. what I did this year. And this is why I did it. And this is how I did it. And this is what I'm going to continue to do. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like it's sports again, if you perform, nobody says anything. 
if you're lagging behind, people are going to start questioning, maybe they're lazy, maybe they're not working out enough, maybe they're not doing this. So in this environment, it's the same type of thing. So like if at the end of the year, if I hit what the, the goal that I have, which is lofty, but I think I can get there given the pace that I'm currently on, then I'll be fine. But yeah. if I don't, then obviously I have to reassess um, and then explain myself. So yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't think, if I, if I thought it was a waste of time, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I think I just kind of, for now, just let it be um, yeah. and just let the numbers speak for themselves. I, I think that's that's so critical. And um, the reason I ask that is because I think trailblazers, well, on Turmeric and Tequila, we talk a lot about reality is not, nothing more than applied meaning. We call this a cup because we've been told it's a cup. But when something isn't created yet, it's not a done thing. It ha the innovation hasn't happened. There is no meaning yet. So when people are saying, I don't believe you, that's kind of a, a response you can anticipate or some sort of resistance because they don't know. So when you're trailblazing, when you're making something a thing, you are the first one to be doing it. So if you're the first person coupling podcasting and title insurance or turmeric and tequila or whatever, of course, people are going to be like, I don't get it until you make it a thing. Yeah. Um and people are very uncomfortable with things that they don't know, justifiably so. Like familiarity right. is very, very powerful. So you have to build that familiarness, I don't know if that's a word, for people to understand and be able to digest what it is you're doing. And I like that you said, um, you know, <laughs> title insurance in 1995. If you're not innovating and you're not evolving professionally, you will become antiquated, therefore cease to exist, aka make no money and not yeah. be in the game anymore. So innovation right. is actually critical, like vitamin I, I say. You have to have it as, as part of the piece of the puzzle and and trying new things, being able to, to fail and pull what you can from it. Um, but also like, just believe, I think any, if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, listening, saying you have this choice or idea, just do it. And again, ha take some space and grace in knowing that if you're one of the first to do something that doesn't really make sense yet, know that that resistance is coming. I work with clients all the time that still are like, I don't get it. Why influencers? Why social media? I like, I don't like, did it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're an athlete, just because I, you can see me score a goal on the, in, during the game, that's super important. But what you don't see is the weightlifting, the practice, the training room, the stretching, the mind, uh, preparation, all those little pieces. I can't, you know, measure my meditation every day and then show you how that directly attributed to the goal that I yeah. scored in the field, but it did. Right. And so, so not everything is deeply measurable, but you have to pull back and, and harness in and know that, uh, what you're doing matters and that you have faith that it'll, it'll go the way you want to. And if not, you're still going to learn a shitload of information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like growing that network and just being able to have conversations with people. Like before I got on this interview, I was interviewing on a guy that's been a part of general hospital. Like he's an actor, Emmy award-winning actor on cool. his show because like, but where else would I have had that opportunity to do that? And while that doesn't necessarily directly relate to title insurance, I get it. Like, just having those conversations with people from different parts of the country, from different yeah. parts of the world in some cases, uh, different walks of life, different backgrounds, different everything has just made me, at least in my opinion, more um, just better at these conversations. And that is yeah. what my, ultimately that's what my job is, is to go and talk to people and be able to convey my message or convey what I have to bring to the table to these cl potential clients or clients or networking partners or whatever it is. So the more I talk, the better I get at it. That's like with anything, the more you practice yeah. it, the better you get at it. And while I can't necessarily go out to lunch all the time or go to events all the time right now, because they don't exist, this is my next best thing. So like, not only am I expanding the network, growing a personal brand, I am honing my skill to be like, by, by the time we get back to these in-person events, I'm going to crush it because now I have two platforms that people can come to me for. Yeah. I have a network that I've been building since 
you know, I started working here, a community, a community um, accelerated over the last year, given the virtual stuff, then going to these in-person things. That's my most, my, I'm most excited about that is the first in-person networking event I go to. I'm still not sure if I'm going to wear a suit or like a t-shirt, um, but get <laughs> well, you, no, you got to do the jacket over the t-shirt. Just like casual. Yeah. I have been doing that. I think it's a pretty good look for me. I'm here for it. Um, yes. Yeah. So, but showing up and seeing one of these people that I've had on the show, then they introduced me to maybe four or five of their friends that can send me yes. a lot of work. So that's like, that's what I'm building towards. And that's when I, when I do get to that point, when the world gets to that point, I will have something that I can like take both of my things to the next level because I'll have more people, more personal interactions. There's just so many opportunities there that I think like, if you're not doing, if you're not putting content out there, if you're not building up that brand and you kind of sat on your hands for the last year, you're going to struggle when you get back into the real world because you know, people are going to forget about you. That's like my biggest yeah. fear is that yeah. I would get back to an in-person event and somebody says like, Oh, Mike, I didn't know you were still selling title insurance. Like that's who wants that. I don't, yeah. I don't want that. So they haven't escaped me. If, if anything, they've seen more of me over the last year. So maybe they're sick of me, but I don't care. But you know, That's like, okay. we'll, just, we'll no, keep you, putting the stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, you see JLo on the Super Bowl on the yeah. awards. It's, I'm like, when, I don't know when this human sleeps, but God bless her. Like every household <laughs> name. So monetize it, follow your heart. I yeah. do want to differentiate though a major difference because I, I work with so many brands and companies, even podcasters now. They're like, I got to do this and I got to create the sales funnel and, and the email and this. And it's like, it's so deeply transactional. There is such a difference between someone, company, human brand, whatever that shows up and does all the right things because they, they're supposed to and they don't really even enjoy it versus somebody that does those things and bleeds it and loves it and wears their own shirt rocks like and is excited about what they're doing and if people think that it's not transparent and that you can't tell it's they're so wrong like you have to come from this deeply authentic space of joy and enjoying it and even when parts of it you know suck and it's hard and it's a lot of work okay but the baseline is like, I want to be out here. Like I want to engage with the world. And I cannot agree with you more. The more you engage with the world and be part of things, the more the world will engage with you and be part of your thing. It's it's such yeah. a huge deal. I mean, that's when you see people retire and it's kind of like they lose connection and everybody gets sad about it. I mean, it's just, you got to stay connected to the world in any fashion you can. Yeah. Um. So you, <laughs> you are the coolest guy in title insurance and perhaps um, title insurance podcasting and general podcasting. Oh, I did want to say um, uh, we had my uncle into real estate company out in California and he had a guy that, happened to do a big deal, I think with an athlete and long story short, he, that led to him specializing in homes for athletes. So maybe, you know, this, you can specialize in title insurance alongside actors and whatever, like you never know where the path leads. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's the thing too. Like, you know, you were talking about just, you know, being, being out there and like all that kind of stuff. Like you're wearing my shirt right now. Like who knows if you go out to the store and somebody's like, Hey, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's my friend, Mike. He lives in New Jersey. He does title insurance. They're just like, holy shit, I need a title insurance guy. But I don't know when it, what's going to happen. But like, yeah. that's just, just I don't know. Just try you different things. You never know. know. They might so, even just be like, oh my God, I listened to that show. I know that guy. And I'll yeah, be like, right. me too, dude. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you if you don't do that stuff, you will never get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's That's yeah. like the big thing is to understand that if you don't take that risk or you don't put stuff out there, if you don't whatever, then that's okay. You, you'll never get that interaction. But right. if you do, it's easy to like question it. I think when you are putting the stuff out there and you don't get the immediate feedback or the immediate deal flow, I guess, if you know, in my case, um, but if I was never doing it, I would never get the deal flow, nor would I right. get the questions. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I think that that's one of the big things is just like, if you don't take that chance, if you don't put that stuff out there, 
that's fine. You just won't get those, those interactions. But if you do, you have opened up, I don't know how many, or at least given yourself the opportunity to open up, I don't know how many doors. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's why, you know, you put your face on a shirt and you just roll with it. And keep showing up. I think you got it. You really got to believe it and bleed it for a minute. Um, I love it. I want to be sensitive to your time. The innovative piece, I think, is so critical and something that everybody can lean into as we move forward. Personal evolution, innovation, business evolution, innovation, creativity. Like, we got to keep evolving here. It's so critical. Um, Where, I know, I mean, we've got the shirt. We know where to find you. We hear you everywhere. But where do we find you? Hit us with tags, websites, all the things. Yeah. uh, So the website, which is like basically the hub uh, for me and the show, is themorningspotlight.com. Um, and then I'm on Instagram quite a bit at the morning spotlight, uh, LinkedIn, obviously still crush it on there. So Michael ham on LinkedIn. Um, and then the podcast can be found anywhere. Podcasts are sold. So Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, we're everywhere. So if you look up the morning spotlight, you will find me. Um, and yeah, all my contact information is up on those sites and stuff. So we'll be happy to hear from anybody. Boom. Here, you heard it first. Uh, I love it. I really appreciate your time and energy. I cannot wait to see. We'll have to reconnect in like a year from now. I know we'll keep in touch in between them, but to see where the shows have grown, what cool yeah. stuff we're doing and what further innovation is happening. I know we officially started the send a shirt, swap a shirt, share with your podcast and do some easy grassroots branding that way. So we'll see what yeah. else comes from all those things. No, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped <laughs> to see where we both are in a year. So we'll do like a recap episode then. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, until then, keep crushing and we will wrap soon. Thanks, Chris, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time, and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.